please be aware the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and even in some cases offensive. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. You know what? There's very adult content ahead and you have been warned. Welcome, heathens. Welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. I'm your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will be investigating stories about the weird, wonderful, unexplained, eerie, scary, and downright unbelievable. There will be tales of ghosts, murder, supernatural beings, and unexplained mysteries. So, sit back, grab your favorite drink, relax, and prepare to be transported to today's Dark Enigma. And on today's Dark Enigma, well, I've got a two-for-one special for you. Mostly because I'm sorry that I didn't record last week, but I have a good excuse because I have Spectrum and they had a fiber cut and I had no internet service, so I couldn't post my story anyways. But I decided to do a two-for-one special for you because I have an interesting story about marijuana. And I also wanted to do something special to commemorate Memorial Day that's coming up this Monday. So, with all that, we will still be playing our drinking game. And as you know, the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and, well, have nowhere else to go tonight. The choice of beverage is yours, so choose your contagion accordingly. I know you like that one, right? Because of the whole COVID-19 thing? Contagion? Yeah, whatever. Alright, now for the game part. I'm kind of lazy today, so how about every time I say pot, (laughs) that'll be a single shot, and every time I say memorial, that's going to be a double shot. Yeah, I know, I'm freaking hilarious. Anyway, now that the business end is out of the way, we can jump headfirst into today's dark enigma and the history of marijuana and funeral rites with the side of memorial day just for the fun of it hot on the discovery of evidence that the first marijuana plant popped out of the ground on the tibetan plateau 28 million years ago comes evidence of pot smoking and heavy group inhalation at a funeral in the Pamir Mountains of Central Asia about 2,500 years ago. Was this a way to help the mourning with their grief, or celebrate the passing of a friend, or to promote more funerals? I don't know about you, but if they got the pot, I'm coming. This cytochemical analysis indicates that cannabis plants were burned in wooden braziers during mortuary ceremonies at the Jerzynakal Cemetery, circa 500 BCE, in the eastern Pamirs region. This suggests cannabis was smoked as part of ritual and or religious activities in western China by at least 2,500 years ago and that the cannabis plants produced high levels of psychoactive compounds. In a study published in the journal Science Advances, Ming Ren from the Chinese Academy for Sciences in Beijing analyzed 10 wooden braziers. You know, they're like these little containers used for burning hot coals and other flammable substances. You know, just think a small wooden egg-shaped barbecue. That's a good description. Small egg-shaped barbecue. I like that. 
Anyways, he analyzed 10 wooden braziers excavated from eight tombs in the ancient Jerzankal Cemetery, which dates back to about 1500 BCE, located on the Pamir Plateau of the Pamir Mountains in northwest China's Xinjiang region, which borders modern Tajikistan and Afghanistan. No, I'm not making these things up. These are actual names, guys. I know. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Being in the tombs indicated the braziers were part of a funeral or burial ritual, but the bowls contained nothing but burn marks. That never stops a scientist in search of answers, or in this case, pot. <laughs> According to the report, chemical analysis of the residue in the braziers clearly showed that hot coals or stones were placed on top of cannabis plants in order to burn them, because... How else can you smoke it? Even more interesting and revealing, the high levels of THC in the residue indicates that this was cultivated cannabis grown specifically for its psychoactive properties, not just for its seeds, oils, and hemp-like products. Nope, we're going on a trip, baby. While they couldn't determine if, if this was a deliberate or accidental cultivation, it's obvious the people who attended the funerals were definitely not bogarting the braziers. I know you guys are loving all these pot jokes, right? The origin of the plants burned in these funeral bowls is also a mystery. Remains found in the Jerzanko Cemetery dating to, same, to the same period as the braziers are from outside the area supporting beliefs that the Pamar region was a major trading junction point. One of the things they brought along may have been the pot that was smoked when they never made it back. <laughs> the ancient Greek historian Herodotus wrote in the Histories of Caspian Steppe region, residents smoking cannabis during the first millennium BCE, and the study expands on this and speculates, and I quote, Herodotus noted that people would sit in a small tent and the plants were burned in a bowl with hot stones. Frozen tombs from the Pazaric culture, circa 500 BCE, in the southern Altai Mountains of the Tuva Republic in Russia, seem to corroborate the account of Herodotus, despite being located over 3,000 kilometers to the northeast. Furthermore, according to the histories, ancient Scythians used the cannabis smoke as a cleaning rite, similar to bathing, after a burial ceremony. However, the smoking revealed both in the Pamars in the present study and in the Altai Mountains was obviously performed during the burial and may represent a different kind of ritual, perhaps, for example, aimed at communicating with the divine or the deceased. Although this ancient cannabis was high in THC content, I know you guys are loving the puns, right? It was no match for the power of today's pot. However, there was a different link to modern pot consumption. Music. Other artifacts in these tombs suggest ritual practices, for example, the presence of an angular harp, an important musical instrument in ancient funerals and sacrificial ceremonies. Ah, music, marijuana, mellowness. They've been partners far longer than you thought. All right, now that we've had a little fun with our pot, let's get a little serious and talk about Memorial Day. For those of you that don't know, Memorial Day is an American holiday observed on the last Monday of May, 
honoring the great men and women who died while serving in the U.S. military. It was originally known as Decoration Day, and it originated in the years following the Civil War and became an official federal holiday in 1971. Many Americans observe Memorial Day by visiting cemeteries or memorials, holding family gatherings, and participating in parades. Unofficially, it also marks the beginning of the summer season. So, what were some early observances of Memorial Day? Well, the Civil War, which ended in the spring of 1865, claimed more lives than any conflict in U.S. history and required the establishment of the country's first national cemeteries. By the late 1860s, Americans in various towns and cities had begun holding springtime tributes to these countless fallen soldiers, decorating their graves with flowers and reciting prayers. It's unclear where exactly this tradition originated. Numerous different communities may have independently initiated the memorial gatherings. And some records show that one of the earliest Memorial Day commemorations was organized by a group of freed slaves in Charleston, South Carolina, less than a month after the Confederacy surrendered in 1865. Nevertheless, in 1966, the federal government declared Waterloo, New York, the official birthplace of Memorial Day. Waterloo, which first celebrated the day on May 5, 1866, was chosen because it hosted an annual community-wide event during which businesses closed and residents decorated the graves of soldiers with flowers and flags. So, what was Decoration Day? Well, on May 5, 1868, General John A. Logan, leader of an organization for Northern Civil War veterans, called for a nationwide day of remembrance later that month. The 30th of May, 1868, is designated for the purpose of strewing with flowers or otherwise decorating the graves of comrades who died in defense of their country during the late rebellion and whose bodies now lie in almost every city, village, and hamlet churchyard in the land, he proclaimed. The date of Decoration Day, as he called it, was chosen because it wasn't the anniversary of any particular battle. On the first Decoration Day, General James Garfield made a speech at Arlington National Cemetery, and 5,000 participants decorated the graves of the 20,000 Union and Confederate soldiers buried therein. Many northern states held similar commemorative events and reprised the tradition in subsequent years. By 1890, each one had made Decoration Day an official state holiday. Southern states, on the other hand, continued to honor their dead on separate days until after World War I. Confederate Memorial Day is still celebrated in several states and will be on Sunday, April the 26th. And that's been celebrated in Florida. It was celebrated on Monday, April the 27th in Alabama. Georgia and Mississippi celebrated on May 11th and even in parts of South Carolina. The practice of commemorating the Confederacy became even more controversial after the massacre at Emanuel AME Church in Charleston in 2015. Memorial Day, as Decoration Day gradually came to be known, originally honored only those lost while fighting in the Civil War. But 
During World War I, the United States found itself embroiled in yet another major conflict, and the holiday evolved to commemorate American military personnel who died in all wars, including World War I, World War II, the Vietnam War, the Korean War, and the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. For decades, Memorial Day continued to be observed on May the 30th, the date that Logan had selected for the first Decoration Day. But in 1968, Congress passed the Uniform Monday Holiday Act, which established Memorial Day as the last Monday in May in order to create a three-day weekend for federal employees. The change went into effect in 1971, and the same law also declared Memorial Day a federal holiday. Cities and towns across the United States host Memorial Day parades every year, often incorporating military personnel and members of their local veterans organizations. Some of the largest parades take place in Chicago, New York, and even Washington, D.C. Americans also observe Memorial Day by visiting cemeteries and memorials. Some people wear a red poppy in remembrance of those fallen in war, a tradition that began with a World War I poem. On a less somber note, many people take weekend trips or throw parties and barbecues on the holiday, perhaps because Memorial Day weekend, the long weekend comprising the Saturday and Sunday before Memorial Day and Memorial Day itself, unofficially marks the beginning of summer. And with that, I would like to say thank you to the great men and women of this country and all countries that have served their country well. Thank you for your service. And with that, we've come to the end of our episode, and I thank you for joining me here today. I hope that you will take some time to reach out to me and share your thoughts on what you think. You can always reach me and the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com. And if you have suggestions for some future shows or you just want to tell me what you think, drop me a line because I do reply to every single email. And on that note, that's all the time we have for today. And I thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio. And don't forget to tune in next time. See you, my heathens. I love ya. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.